screedle deedle, a doodly dee, a screedle deedly doo. Geeks and Henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo. And I'm the Bat Tribble. And it's me, yay, it's Brandon. Super. So, um, <laughs> because Len got mad, when I would, like tried to cheer you on and join in in the yay, it's Brandon thing, he was like, no, nah, you're stepping on his toes with the yay, so now I'm no, like, that's, that's not what I said. You were like, buh, 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 buh. That's not what that I was said. That's a verbatim quote. I said, buh, 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 buh. <laughs> no, you just like to co-op everybody else's intro. Yeah. I mean, you can. I don't mind. Yeah. But Brandon doesn't because, you know, Brandon, you know. We need a little support. You're his boy crush. Aww. Am I? I mean, are you? What? <laughs> yes. So we're here I'm to talk flustered. about. Uh, yes, we're gonna talk you're to- his Jeff Kanata. Oh, nice. Uh, I wonder if Jeff Kanata knows that he's my Jeff Kanata. I hope Did not. you I ever hope know not. Yeah. That you're, you're my like- Jeff Kanata. <laughs> so we're going to talk about us later. Not you and me. You and I, but the film Jordan Peele's new nightmare. You were us. What? Nothing. You said it would be you and me. Was it you and me? No, huh? actually, it would be you and I. At, God damn it, Brandon! But first, we have some emails. We got letters. Oh, we got letters. Oh, we, we got, got lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. So this one's from Christopher Goodnight. He says, "Thanks for reading my email on the podcast. You better tiptoe quieter." <laughs> <laughs> Slight correction for JD. James Gunn did not direct Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That movie was directed by Shane Black. That's true. I don't believe I said that James Gunn directed it, did I? I don't believe so either. I, I said, what I said was, I don't think I like m- movies about Hollywood uh, except for Kiss Kiss Bang yeah. Bang. Right? Am yeah. I crazy? Okay. Because um, I, know, I know Shane Black. As for Suicide Squad, the only reason they made Deadshot Black for the first movie was so Smith could play him. What is that? Did we? I don't know. We didn't really talk about that. Nope. Like pointed out that. They... Yeah, that was okay. Well, we talked about Idris Elba, so he might be saying they don't need uh, to cast another black person. Well, cause... but if they're going to cast it in kind of like in tangentially the same universe, then mm-hmm. you would. No, I. Black... Yeah, I don't think you want to yeah. white him up. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Would it not be better to? Oh, here we go. Would it not be better to cast a white guy who could play the role as a complete bastard as Deadshot is in the comics? Dude butchered a pride of lions to motivate Catman to join the Secret Six and bring in an actual black character like Bronze Tiger and possibly Black Manta, who, while he wasn't the best actor in the Aquaman movie, he was cool looking. I just don't understand the mentality of we want to use this character, but we need diversity and we want to use this name actor slash actress. So we'll just swap the characters age slash race rather than finding a role that actually suits the actor slash actress we want to use. Chris St. Saucy, good night. <coughs> actually, the role of Deadshot is not really race dependent. Exactly. So you could easily cast a white guy or a black guy they chose to cast will smith maybe they did choose to cast will smith because of the name um but they did and now since that's the universe that you you've set up then you keep the character as a black guy yeah the the world at large doesn't know deadshot as a white guy they don't even know deadshot you know Mm -hmm. so the so you you keep them as you keep them as a white guy and Nobody wants to be Bronze Tiger because the Bronze Tiger is corny. Bronze, yeah. he's he's cool on Arrow. The Bronze Tiger is corny. That's why he's on a corny show. And uh, Black Black Manta actually may have been one of the better actors 
mm. in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So, um, St. Saucy, go grow up here. That reminds me. Did you guys see Aquaman? I believe I did see Aquaman. Did you? I, I mean, saw Aquaman. How did you guys? We never talked about Aquaman. We Should never, we do that right now? We never. Let's do, we're going to do a two-hour <laughs> review of Aquaman. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Who I think, cares that he's black? I think at this point, like you were saying, like even if because I know that I feel like Saint Saucy is going to re- respond that this isn't the same universe anymore. It's going to be a rebooted movie, but I think it doesn't matter because to general audiences, he's black now. Yeah, like there'll be more backlash. Yeah, for, for the studio if they cast a white person. It's like him. if you now all of a sudden, um, which I guess you could do depending on what they do after Endgame Nick Fury was back to being a white guy right right yeah also I don't think that um, Deadshot that's not a diversity casting that's no we want Will Smith in our movie right hey Will Smith who do you want to be Deadshot dope done you did it but I think he's saying now it seems based on the Idris Elba thing it seems like they're specifically looking for a black person and so maybe Saint Saucy is interpreting that as diversity casting specifically no, I would not see Will Smith or Idris Elba as diversity casting. Me Those neither, are just but dope people, actors. Dope actors who bring people to the seats. Put butts right? in the seats. Yeah. So, um, so thank you though, Christopher Saint Saucy. Good night. Who sent us another email and says one more thing? Oh. I loved the Jackie Chan Adventures. It was one of those great cartoons that had an ongoing plot like Gargoyles or Conan the Adventurer. These characters went were on a mission. And it wasn't just a story of the week type show. JD brought up Deadwood. So I would be remiss if I didn't mention the unspoiled podcast, spoil me podcast episodes of Deadwood. It's Natasha's first time watching the show. So you get to experience it with fresh eyes. I just watched the show last year. So it's fun seeing someone else experience. Also, if you haven't, you should watch Justified. Justified. The show that has um, a song by Gangsta Grass does the Gangsta Grass the the um, hip hop blue grass band that Randy the Super Trivial is a member of they do mm-hmm. the theme song to Justified. Yeah, also um, starring Timothy Oliphant yes. who was in Deadwood. Yes, I am on season three now of Deadwood, uh, which I don't think I got that far in my first viewing. Yeah, a lot of people didn't make it that far, and um, I still love it. It's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And yeah. someone had mentioned earlier about it being like Shakespearean I Western. That was that you? Yeah. I didn't really feel that at first. Um, but th- there's a couple <laughs> of episodes in season two where they're talking about the politics mm-hmm. of what's happening in Deadwood. And it does get a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for, mired in yeah dialogue that i'm having trouble following right so what i do is i just keep watching and then eventually i know one of the dumber characters will show up and they will explain it to one of the dumber characters i.e me uh so (laughs) i go oh that's what's happening in the show okay cool yeah um thanks for telling dan the dumb character in the show so that i know what's (laughs) happening um but yeah it's a great show i don't know what this so i'm quoting here i would be remiss if i didn't mention the unspoiled podcast spoil me podcast episode so I guess there's a show called Unspoiled, but then there's also episodes in that called Spoil Me. It might be like your, um, like Cult Pop is like a network, yes. but then Gutter Talk is like an individual thing. It gotcha. might be something like that. Because okay. I've heard of, I don't know if it's the same 
podcast, but I've heard of something called Unspoiled. I listened to it for a while where it was two people. One had read the Harry Potter books mm. and one hadn't, and they were going through a chapter per episode oh. and discussing it. So it might be something like that. That's cute. Okay. And then uh, finally, one last thing before we get off this email. I did not know that there was a Conan the Adventurer cartoon. Me neither. I don't... Yeah. I remember... You know, clearly, of course, Gargoyles. Yeah. But I never remembered a Conan cartoon. It can't, couldn't have been that good. Conan the Adventurer is a imagine. weekly one-hour American television live-action adventure series. Interesting. When? What, what years? Adventure. Um, I wonder if they put that out around. 97 to 98. So that um, would have been like around the time of Xena. Yeah. So trying to to milk off of Xena and Hercules fame. Let me, see. Let me add the word cartoon. Conan the Adventure, ninety two to ninety three. Wow, that is old. Is a cartoon. Yeah. Where did they look at that? Um, American French Canadian animated television series adapt. What do I click? I just want to click you more about the show. It went for it went from September thirteenth to November twenty second, ninety two to ninety three, um, and I'm not sure exactly where it aired, but yeah, I mean I wouldn't have watched it anyway. I don't really care about Conan. Yeah, Conan is not a, th- a thing for me, so I wouldn't have watched it either. Do you find it weird when people? We have two emails from Maurice Poplar. Yay! Yay! Called the the subject line is uh, Maniunk magazine cover. Ah. Oh, I wonder what this could be in reference to. JD, you're a handsome fella. Oh. You two make a beautiful couple. You, Me and Len? I believe he's talking about you on Susha. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> you Philly podcasters need to get on TV way too glamorous for podcasts. Oh, we've got faces for television. <laughs> uh, he also sent us another email that says... Um, did he type out all those debts? He did, in fact. Um, oh, no, 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 no. That's for another show? That was for another show. Yeah. I apologize. I do that all the time. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Maurice. I appreciate it. That's lovely. Um, and then we got, an email got. From, we got an email from Brandon Payton. I tried the Marvel movie Ranker, he says. Uh, oh, that was the name of the, the title of the email, and he continues, I tried the Marvel movie ranker. <laughs> and you're right, it's accurate for the most part, except somehow Ant-Man snuck into my top ten. However, I figured out why. I haven't seen Ant-Man, so oh. having to choose between re- re-watching a so-so MCU movie I already saw, or giving Ant-Man a shot, I chose Ant-Man. However, that glitch didn't work out so well for Doctor Strange or Guardians of the Galaxy, movies that I still have zero interest in watching. Really? What? That's totally understandable. <laughs> would you really, if you had a choice, would you go back and watch Doctor Strange again? I mean, I I, I probably will at some point. I've had the opportunity to watch Doctor Strange again, and I haven't. Yeah. And, and I, so. But Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, is... Doctor Strange, I get. Guardians, though. Yeah, that's worth watching. That was watching. a bucket of fun. Eh. Captain Marvel question mark I'm sure I'll watch it when it's streaming so I was floating at 13 it it was floating so it was floating at 13 thank you my top five in order as not to anger Len (laughs) number five Spider-Man Homecoming number four Captain America Winter Soldier number three Captain America Civil War number two Infinity War and number one Black Panther 
Mm-hmm. The key was the question, which do I want to watch right now? I love Winter Soldier, but Infinity War, Civil War, and Black Panther are way more fun to rewatch. That's true. My bottom pick was Iron Man 3. I loathe that movie. Tony Stark is such a bit. Never mind. It would be the longest email in history if I explained how Stark is the worst hero ever and a fraud. I'll spare you that rant and end with a question. Is there any superhero that you feel gets undeserved or unhealthy praise by fans or even in world when there is nothing heroic about them? Examples would be Iron Man, useless, <clears throat> Punisher, a murderer, Deadpool, a psycho, or Killmonger, basically a wannabe dictator. I can't think of anyone in DC. Maybe Harley Quinn? She's still adding bodies to her resume, I think. So, yeah, thank you, Brandon Payton. Hmm, a superhero that, first of all, his bottom pick is Iron Man 3. See, I like Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2. Oh, you goddamn right. Yeah. I'm on his side. Personally, I don't. I find Iron Man 3 super boring. And it's, he spends so much time not in the suit and everything. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> I think the scene in Iron Man 3, when he is in his house and it is collapsing mm. all around him, I think so that is good. so powerful. Yeah. And I think if you haven't seen that in the theater, maybe it doesn't translate depending on what TV, what size mm. television you're watching. But in the theater, that really like hit me. Yep. I'd say it's definitely, it has great moments, but personally, like, it bores me overall. Like, I wouldn't go back. I love that it deals with, because I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like one of the first MCU films that dealt psychologically with the events of another film. So uh, him having to deal with going and flying a nuke up into, Mm -hmm. through a portal above New York City, and then falling almost to his death. Um, having the PTSD from that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that was that was the crux of that film for me. Now, I will say the end makes little to no sense because he makes all of those robots, right? Those different suits, yeah. and he's having so much trouble um, fighting off the big bad at the end that he's jumping suit to suit to suit to suit, and then immediately after that, he goes, "I'm going to blow up all the suits." Like, but you literally just used all the suits to help you get out of that sticky situation. Why would you blow up all your suits? I realize it was it was a um, a moment of it was a gesture. Um, it was a gesture, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I rely on all these suits, so I'm not going to have any more suits. I mean, you're, you're going to build another suit tomorrow. Why would you do that? He wasn't supposed to, though. His idea, he, he was saying that he was going to stop permanently being Iron Man. Yeah, but we knew that was never going to happen. Okay, but we knew, but as right. far as the logic of the movie... Yeah, knew. it would be fine if that was the last... His last scene in a Marvel film, not, well, here's a bunch of Avengers movies coming up. Okay, I hear you, but... I'm just saying, right, so I'm just saying, there. that's my only qualm with the film, is that at the end there, it doesn't really tie together with the rest of the yeah, films. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that typical comic books? Sure. I actually... <laughs> I mean, it's comic books, man. I mean, Batman, you know, he's, he steps out of his costume in... in Batman 695, mm-hmm. and then the Detective Comics 491. Spider-Man No More. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I so. actually think it that's one of the things that did annoy me, but then it tied in so well with Civil War. Because mm-hmm. he said that like the reason Pepper was leaving him, or they were taking a break, was because he said he was going to stop, and then he didn't stop, and so that's that's why Civil War... That's part of why Civil War happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I was okay with it because of that connection. Mm-hmm. They were able to tie it in together moving forward. Um, Is there a superhero that you could think gets maybe 
unjust praise. I would absolutely say Harley Quinn. And had he not said that, my first thought was Harley Quinn, because she's a character um, who's like quirky and fun to read about, maybe in mm-hmm. team books. Mm-hmm. But she's also just a lady with a bat uh, or a big uh, hammer. So having her, it's kind of like I mean, even Hawkeye though has some sort of talent like skill enhancement sometimes um but harley is just so popular that they just put her in stuff okay but that happens oh yeah but that's my answer okay i think she's way too popular for the character's existence okay i was gonna say uh lobo Oh, yeah, I don't, do people care about yeah, Lobo? Lobo in yeah, but, yeah, but to the to the degree that they do, it's like oh, oh. Lobo fans love Lobo. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I like I like Lobo, but you know, I recognize him for what he was. Hmm. He was of his time. That time has long gone. I'm trying, I'm just, I'm thinking. and I'm sorry, I don't understand the love for Venom. Oh, I do like some Venom. Uh, I, yeah, Venom pours me. Phantom does nothing, nothing for me. And since we're on a, I'm on, I'm, I'm on a, I'm a on roll, a, a roll now. And it just popped in my face. My Hero Academia. <laughs> I gave that show, and I gave it, I gave it twenty two episodes oh my God. of the first season. And that little punk so got on my nerves. He cries and that, all the time. And everybody's telling me. Yeah, but you gotta keep going. He really changes. I'm like, dude, I gave him 22 episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, I'm sorry. That punk is a punk. Mm-hmm. I, I that show. I don't care about All Might. I, I think with most manga and anime, the main character is hardly ever the one you like the most. It's usually it's the supporting people. Well, that's and not tr- people, true. I liked um, Spike and Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. I like Ranma. Yeah. Um, I like Tetsuo and Kaneda. Oh, I guess it's called Akira. I like Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm. I don't know who that is. It's yeah. a show called Yu Yu Hakusho. I never heard of it. Oh, you never heard of it? I only know it because of my daughter. But I, you know, it was cool. I liked um, what's his name? Um, what was the other show she used to watch? Uh, Goku, Naruto, Ichigo. Yeah, I never watched Naruto. It was another Inuyasha. Sh- yes. Yeah. 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 Same creator as Ranma. Yeah, so I mean, so and that was the main character, and he was cool. But in My Hero Academia, he's a punk, a whiny little punk. I will say I felt the same way, but it does he does become more, uh, not necessarily likable, but uh, bearable, I guess. Well, I'll never as know as time goes on. Mystique, Mystique in the X Men movies. Okay, wait, I feel like he said heroes though, because like Venom, She's I went trying to be a hero. I guess. They're yeah. making her a hero because she was so popular in the original trilogy yeah. that then they got Jennifer Lawrence, and she's such a famous actress who's playing that part now that they have to give her more to do. Mm-hmm. But she looks worse with every film. Every Well, they say it's like with, with every film, she's like, like wants less and less of this, that stuff on her. Yeah. It looks know? like face paint in this one. Like, it looks a lot like it. She looks, it looks like, like face paint in the last couple. She looks like cosplay in this yeah. one. It looks yeah. like she literally like took like a blue marker and just colored her yeah, face. Yeah, it looks awful. Yeah, um, it does not look. Did you, so you saw the trailer for Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Because they played it in front of us. Oh. Uh-huh. So that was my first time seeing it. Oh. Uh-huh. This does not oh. look interesting. No. Did we say we're going to be talking about us later? Yes, I did. We did. Cool. Remember, because I said you and me or you and I. Oh and right, you, and then yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um. Oh, another one just came to my my head, and uh, now you just made. Oh, it. Was it Zack Snyder? 
No. Mine. Mm-hmm. What's this whole thing about Zack Snyder now? He, he, no, he can't shut up about his movies. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, leave it alone, dog. Why, yeah. why are we even talking about it? Last time we talked about it, when was like, let's stop talking about Zack Snyder. Stop giving Because I brought it up like an asshole. Well, yeah. It's my fault. Yeah, he brought Oh, no, I know what I was going to say. Uh, the Flash and Green Lantern, but not the characters themselves, but Hal Jordan and Barry Allen. Yes. Oh, because good I'm one. sorry, folks. Yep. All you people that are now locked on to them. Now, don't get me wrong. Hal Jordan has had a couple of good stories. He is basically the star of um, The New Frontier, oh, Darwin Cook's so book, good. which is probably the best uh, Hal Jordan story there ever was. Um, and then. He wasn't bad in that little uh, CG animated show that uh, lasted a season. I watched one episode and didn't couldn't do it. And uh, but but for the most part, Hal Jordan has been really a lot of a bore yeah. for his whole year. and and Barry Allen. I don't care what anybody says. The best thing Barry Allen ever did was die. Yep. And he should have stayed dead. He should he should have stayed dead because now they brought him back and they've imbued him with all of the best things about Wally West onto that character. So he's not even really B- Barry Allen anymore. The, the, he is a character that I do not understand the praise for. Wait, let me counter. Counter. Personally, I'm going to say Wally West because you all, you old people, you all love Wally West so much. But personally, I just, I don't care. Like, I don't, I think the Flash in general is kind of boring especially i think the flash like i think kid flash has something to do has some more of a character arc but any flash i think is boring like i really liked but wally west was the flat right he was and i feel like he was right and i feel like he was cool then but when he became the flash ah that's one of the best stuff and a lot of people always talk about how oh he's so great Barry's boring. Get rid of him. But like, see, but here's the thing. Here, here's why you, you uh, unfortunately, you don't, you can't bring to the, this conversation the proper perspective, because you weren't there for the first time, really, when the comics allowed a sidekick to truly mature and become his hero. And Wally went from being Kid Flash to being to being the Flash. And with that, there was he dealt with all the the psychological and physical um problems that would come with making such a leap and that's what made it great and it was like and this was a character that you were reading as a kid and he was actually growing with you and he was and he grew from there he he got married he had kids. Um, he went from being a Teen Titan to being a Justice League member. So he was actually growing. You Remember, he won the lottery. Him. Yeah, then and he, he won- became rich. And yeah, he became an asshole. Yeah, so, see, you can't bring to it the perspective that really was there about while and while he was was the Flash for almost twenty five years. Yeah, and yeah. then they brought was- back Barry. For no reason. <laughs> the only reason they brought back Barry was because they had such a success bringing back Hal, Hal Jordan, Jordan. And he needed something else to do. People were literally, I don't know if you remember, there was a whole group of uh, sad boys who were like, nah, you murdered our Hal Jordan and like sent death threats mm-hmm. to, the cre- to the creator who did it. Was it Ron Mars? Yep. Um, who created Kyle Reiner. And they were so mad that that was their favorite Green Lantern and you killed him and blah, blah, blah. And I got nothing else better to do with my life than write death threats. Um, and so they brought him back with Rebirth by Jeff Johns. Yes. And um, 
because it was such a hit, they were because like, it oh, wasn't, it we wasn't, could do this again with someone else, even though nobody was asking for it. Right. And, and and I think it also was an answer to the way that they got rid of Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan, they did, I'm not, I wasn't like a, a huge Hal Jordan fan, but... They did the character wrong at the end. They made him like a a, a villain, you know, parallax and right. all this type of stuff. And then they made him a specter. They didn't, they didn't know what to do with him. So they did him wrong. So in bringing him back, they were trying to like, you know, we realized like we kind of like messed that up. We want to try and do it right. And lucky for them, Rebirth was good. But with The Flash, bleh, bleh. It, was, it was just a, a, um, a fail. Bye, Brandon. Bye, everyone. I got to go do a thing with some people. I'll see you later. Bye. I had to walk away because I was helping customers. Did you school him on Wally West? Yeah, I had to school uh, I hope he Brandon. learned his lesson. I hope so, too. I thought he. I think he will leave here with more knowledge about the, the <sighs> beauty of Wally West and the banality of Barry Allen. That's all we can ask, really. Really? So it's it's our number one mission statement for Gutter Talk. <laughs> so if we're not getting that across, then we have failed as a show. We failed this city. Uh, anything else? I think that's all our emails. That's all our emails? Yeah. All right. I got one more email. Dear Gutter Talk, us was bad. Signed, <laughs> Jadles. That was from JD. He didn't like the movie. What did you think, Len? Um, well, JD, thanks for the email. Uh, I actually just saw Gutter Talk before you we mean started. Uh oh, I saw us. Yeah, before Gutter Talk. And and not to Gutter Talk about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I too did not like the movie. Oh, thank God. I I felt uh, I feel I feel so like such a jerk. Yeah, it just left me like yeah. There was nothing. I thought that um. I thought oh, to- maybe okay. I'm sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers. There's for- no one here we can ruin it for. Right. But you out there in listener land, yes, we're going to spoil the whole movie because I got some words. Yeah. So if you haven't seen us, stop now, go see us, and then come back and listen to us rant. Yes. All right. All right. Go. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of, it felt like there was a lot, it, it was trying too hard. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Lupita Nyong'o as an actor. Hmm. Uh, Winston Duke, you know, I really just saw him in Black Panther, but I liked him in Black Panther. I didn't even recognize him. Oh, really? As Mbaku? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that was him. And he played such, I, I thought he was great. I liked his um, his nerdy yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. He was so kind of adorable. Uh, I don't know if he was adorable, but yeah, I, I liked him. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind him, but, the, but even still, there was still something about all of their acting that just... Left me a little cold. Okay. I, I, I just didn't buy into it. Um, the whole story of the 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 tethered, mm. like that made like not a lick of sense to me. Nope. None whatsoever. Uh, I think this was supposed to be like a uh, more suspenseful than horror. I wasn't suspended. <laughs> and I was suspended. You were. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed because most of the movie is basically a uh, what do they call them? It's a home invasion film. Yeah, see, but I didn't, I didn't. The home invasion of it didn't didn't get you. Didn't do anything for me. Okay, you know, like like about the second time that you know Winston Duke's character goes outside the house to face the family, which mm-hmm. to me was like one time too many. Yeah, I was like, 
oh come on, can we, y'all just rush the house already? Mm. Um, it it just it. I didn't like this movie. Okay, I real I just there was not a lot about this movie. I like I like the kids. The kids were kind of cool, but I even, like the girl. I think I think the little boy wasn't great. Okay, yeah, the boy. Maybe, yeah, maybe you maybe you're right. He but, was the weakest link as far as the acting wise. But also he's but what, then eight. Just, it, it just didn't make any sense. Like, they invade the house, and then they start monologuing. Yeah. Right about you well, know the only one who can speak. The monologues. only one who can speak, which is the which is the uh, the what was her name? Red. Yeah, Red. Which is basically the, the Peter Nwango's double, if you will. Um, so they start monologuing. Uh, and then they just they seemingly want to play games with everybody. Like mm-hmm. you go run, we're gonna chase you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, cut to another family. When their doubles come, it's just instant. Shoom, shoom. Yep, murder city. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, we have some dis- disconnects. Yeah, yeah. There's a disconnect here. You know what I mean? It, it just I didn't like this movie at all. So uh, let me ask you, Sushan and I. Both saw the quote-unquote twist coming, the fact that the the woman was replaced in the first scene of the film. Yes. We saw that, uh, I want to say maybe 15, 20 minutes into the movie, when there's a scene where the parents <coughs> of, um, what, Abigail? I believe so. Um, or Adelaide or something? Ada, some, dang it, what was her name? But yeah, uh, the main character's parents are having a conversation with a therapist. Right, and then a flashback to 86. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess... I guess the doppelganger switched. Right. So did you already, did you know that? Or were you surprised by the twist at the end? I thought that was going to happen. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I saw it. Because I, I, any time, it's just storytelling. Anytime you see two doppelgangers mm-hmm. going at it, and then you cut away without showing who won, you go, oh, I guess the doppelganger yep. won the thing. And so, but towards the end of the movie, it started, it was winding down. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess I was wrong at the beginning. And then at the end, I was like, oh, God damn it. So, yeah, I thought that the origin of the Tethered was overly convoluted um, for no reason. I feel like there was a way easier answer. And even if you're trying to make your um, illusions that, you know, well, we're behind our own demise. Then you just have us open up a portal to an alternate dimension of evil versions of ourselves. And that's it. You spent five minutes of backstory. You solved it. Done. Right. So, um, yeah, doing some sort of weird pseudo-scientific. We were created by uh, a people, by, by somebody. Uh, yeah. And we, for a reason that we don't really know. And they fed us somehow and clothed us somehow. With bunnies. And, with, and there were bunnies. And then we, like, sometimes had to reenact what other, what our doppelgangers were doing upstairs. Yeah, well, they said they were the shadows. So they were, like, moving in... Synchronicity, I I suppose. Yeah. With the doppelganger. Sometimes. Yeah. But then why are they not any longer doing that? How come they're now rising up? What's the reason that they're no longer tethered? Why you know, well, right. I was doing ballet like my upstairs lady was doing, but now I'm just gonna walk upstairs. Yeah, they realized that she was different. I don't know, because you imagine if they're they're the shadows because part of me, you know, trying to make sense of it, it's like, all right, are they doing this while their doppelgangers are asleep? Right. You know, but then wouldn't they be asleep? Right. 
You know, wouldn't they be in a, a prone position as well? And sometimes the upstairs people can control the downstairs people, the doppelgangers. Yeah, like, like when the, the little boy backs into the fire. Backs into the fire. Yeah, great scene. It's a but. it's a great scene. It's a it, it it it's a cool looking scene. Yes, I don't know how great a scene it is because I don't know if it really tracks it. The little boy, the little boy didn't strike me as you know that with it that he could pick up on like, hey, I can make this dude do what I do. Yeah, he, he didn't seem like he was. But with nobody it. else did. Nobody else could pick up on that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't like that the mom, the mom kept getting caught. Mm-hmm. Like she she. You know, um, she's told to handcuff herself to the to the table. She handcuffs herself to the table, right? Mm-hmm. Then you see her get dragged into another house, cut to she's handcuffed again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, again, doesn't make any sense because she's dragged into a house where the, the, the that set of doppelgangers was on straight some murder, 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 kill, 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 mm-hmm. right from the jump. Why would they all of a sudden be playing cat and mouse with her? Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, maybe they're playing cat and mouse with her because she seems to be kind of like the link to this thing. Right. But no, that's not it. No. And then when she finally gets down to the tether and she's, you know, comes face to face with her doc- doppelganger, her doppelganger's talking about, you know, like, you know, I now know that I need to kill you. Cut to her still playing cat and mouse with yep, her, yep. dancing all over the place. Yep. I'm like, and, and running out of the running out of the room yeah. after she's knocked her down. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just pounce on her and kill her then? That just, there's so many questions that have no answers. Uh, my my favorite, my favorite question though is so they actually they literally show a scene, right? So they revisit the scene in the beginning where the little girl is up at the boardwalk with her family, mm-hmm. and she wins a T-shirt, and uh, she picks the thriller, the Michael Jackson thriller T-shirt. Yes. And they literally show you the girl downstairs getting a backwards Michael Jackson thriller T-shirt. Who made that T-shirt? Is there like Jerry at wardrobe? <laughs> like, get me Jerry quick. She just won a T-shirt. We need a backwards version of this thriller T-shirt. Stat. Right. It's nonsense. It makes no nonsense. And I don't get the connection to Hands Across America. Because was it supposed to help the homeless? No, I understand what Hands Across America was about. No, I'm asking. Yeah, was I that th- to help the homeless? I think it was about hom- homeless. Yeah, the homeless or like hunger. Yeah. Some, it had one of the, something to do with one or the other. Yeah. It was the H. Right. But... Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get the connection with the tethered uh-huh. wanting to be tethered across America. Well, that was her idea because that, they show you in the beginning her watching the commercial for it, the, yes. little, the real little girl. Yes. And so when she goes downstairs and decides to stay down there for some unknown reason instead of just walking up the steps. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you just would leave and be like, hey, mom, dad, that's not me. That's <laughs> the evil. See, she's not talking. This is the evil lady. No, I'm the me. So she doesn't do that. What she does is she's like, I'm going to stay down here and I'm going to, we're going to reenact this in 30 years <laughs> to show, to show people something. I had nonsense. 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 Ugh. But that being said, I liked, there's a lot of the movie I enjoyed. Um, I really liked the score. I liked the soundtrack. I, I enjoyed the acting for the most part. I thought her voice, the voice she was doing was very off-putting at first, like silly off-putting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't strike me as creepy. It just was like, it made me chuckle. Well, when she first does it and then she has to like, you know, like gulp while she's doing it. Yeah. It, that was a little like, ah, ooh. <laughs> can you keep that up? Yeah. Uh, well, obviously not. Um, and I guess she does it because she got strangled as a little girl. 
Question you, mark? Yeah, you didn't see it. Yeah, especially because... No, you it, saw her. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but that wasn't... That was more like a knockout. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, and, and if she now is of the age where she would have had two kids, mm-hmm. I think her throat is healed, healed, healed up right now. Healed up. Oh, God damn it. It's so weird. Um, it, 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 the movie just doesn't track. Yeah. It's a well-made movie, even though I think it's... I think it suffers a little bit, not to M. Night Shyamalan's degree, but I think yeah. the pacing of it is a little slow. Okay. I think it could have been a, maybe a little, a, a tick more, the the, the the pace could have been a, a tick more up there. Yeah, but. Sushan agrees. She went to go with me to the press screening, and but she doesn't like a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she likes very select few horror movies, so right. probably wasn't the best to bring her to this. Um, okay. Because she was also just like, yeah, I got nothing out of it. Like, just nothing. Right. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of it that I do like, so much so that I'm sad that I have this huge problem with it. Because this is one of those things where I haven't seen anyone go, oh, it totally makes sense. It's just, oh, it doesn't make sense, but that just makes it spookier. Yeah. No, not for me. You know, I actually think the story... Well, I don't necessarily buy into the whole tether thing, but I think there's something there to be mined as a series, mm-hmm. not as opposed to a movie where it's kind of like a big exposition dump at yeah. the end of the movie. You know what if I that mean? That was a season, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could explain things like, you know, what was the, the guy movie. in wardrobe, the guy <laughs> in wardrobe who makes the the backwards clothes for people. Who crisscrosses everyone's clothes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it. I, you know, and I, you know, I was speaking of television though. It, it occurred to me uh, after I left it, I was like, it felt kind of like a um, <coughs> uh, Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. And if it was a Twilight Zone episode in a season of Twilight Zone episodes, I could go, well, that didn't make any sense. Next episode. Exactly. But this was like the big follow up. That I was really excited about from Jordan Peele. Um, so it's just like, oh, it was like such a big disappointment to walk out of that theater. Yeah. That, now, that being said, it made a bucket load of money. Yeah. So, you And know. I think he's got things to say, and I think he's an important voice moving forward. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what else he has. I'm not writing him off. It's just this particular 15-minute sequence. And I appreciate that you are seeing... Our faces, black faces, yeah, you know, predominantly in these, in this genre, mm-hmm. you know, and allowed to be the hero, allowed to play against type, like the mm-hmm. Winston Duke character, you know, uh, allowed for the the woman to be to get get the action in, mm-hmm. uh, because there is one scene. I will say one scene when she eventually kills her doppelganger. And has to strangle her mm. with her uh, with the handcuffs. Yeah, brutal. that was a powerful scene. Yeah, that was a powerful scene. I, I will give it up. And 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 honestly, if you didn't figure out the switch, then you might have figured it out then. Yeah, because her face was a little. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. She went a little. Yeah, um, you went somewhere. Yeah. Brutal. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Brutal. Na- savage. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. She went yeah, savage. She on went her. native on there. Yeah. yeah. But um. So, so I appreciate that, especially in the light of just watching the horror noir. Ah, that's right. Documentary on Shutter, mm-hmm. which a lot of that, especially with with my other show, The Michelle Mission, we've been doing, you know, reviewing every black film. So we reviewed a lot of black horror films. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those films, I've reviewed like all the Blackula films mm-hmm. and 
and uh, Ganja and Hess, which is really a slept on movie. Um, uh, uh, so, so watching that documentary, I really appreciated the context that they gave to um, black black faces mm-hmm. in this horror genre and how it, it, the turnaround is happening now with Get Out, with us, and also I don't know if you saw this. In- I did. Go on. There's a new movie coming out with Octavia Spencer. Yeah, what? Ma. Ma, what? Yo, that joint looks insane. Yeah, I don't know if I buy it yet. Me neither. But I'll buy a ticket. Yeah, I mean, I'll go see it. Yeah, for sure. But I was like, oh, that looks weird. It looks weird, yeah. but I was like, how is it not a? It's some of it, so much of it, just feels like a comedy to me. Yeah, well, I'm sure it'll be played for. I mean, like the some of the best. Horror has comedic elements oh, in it, sure. yes, so I'm yes. sure there's some comedy in it. You know, this, you know, older black woman who kind of like, quote unquote, is, befriends and partying with like all the the white kids. Yeah, the white kids in the neighborhood like gives them a a, a hangout spot. Yeah, you know, this spot could be all yours. Do whatever you want down here. Just don't go upstairs, baby. That's yeah. all, baby. Um, directed by Tate, written and directed by Tate Taylor. Oh, a white fella. I can believe that. Huh. I can believe that. So yeah, he also directed The Help, The Girl on the Train, Get On Up. Oh, that's the James Brown movie, right? Yeah, I assume. That's why I said it that way. Yeah, um, yeah and so now Ma. Yeah. Um, what, what a strange looking film, but I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. So, and, I, and like I said, I appreciate you know our, our faces being taken seriously in, mm-hmm. in, in, these, uh, in this genre. So, How did you like the documentary itself? Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was actually it was kind of fun because um, my uh, an acquaintance of mine, Ashley, um, from Graveyard Shift Sisters, she's featured very predominantly in the documentary. Oh, is she one of the Soska? yeah one of the Talking Heads? Oh, she's one of the Talking Heads. Oh, okay, cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah, because she's right here in Philly. Uh, so it was actually kind of cool to see to see her there. Um, and it was it, it's really it's really dope, especially how they they trace the history of you know black people in horror films mm-hmm. and really to a degree black people in films. Yeah, you know um, from our depiction in in movies. You know, there's a lot of people that don't know about Birth of a Nation, the the mm-hmm. original movie Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. and what that movie was about. You know, so it was actually kind of cool to watch them. Like dissect that movie like yeah. like they did well, they, for the you know, horror they, that it is right yeah because at the time it's not a horror film but um, if you're uh, black folk <laughs> it is a horror film mm-hmm. and I thought that was an interesting point to make of like even when we're not in horror movies y'all are putting us in horror movies exactly you're treating us like we're in horror movies always yeah. the other yeah so um, I thought it was a great documentary I watch a lot of horror documentaries just for Ishton giggles and. Um, I was really excited to check this one out, and I, I watched a movie since then that I had never seen, and I wasn't really interested in um, People Under the Stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't even know had, um, you know, the, the young uh, boy was black and the, the main character. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that- yeah, yeah, I'm surprised you hadn't seen that movie. Yeah, I mean, it was Wes Craven, um, yeah. and Wes Craven is one of the quote-unquote masters of horror, Right. but I, I think he um, has earned that title for- a few of his films, mm-hmm. but not all of Wes Craven's films Are deserve that title. Very true. And I just kind of thought this was one of those sort of like, 
Like, oh, you see a Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper movie. He's the guy who directed um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. But then you watch some other ones, and you're like, oh, Toby, what you doing? So right. this kind of felt like that for Wes Craven for me. Mm-hmm. And I wound up watching it and uh, enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's very weird. Uh, it's very over the top, some of it. Like the guy in the gimp outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is, what is the phrase they keep saying? Not goddamn. Uh, they kept say they keep saying something that's pretty. Funny. I haven't seen that movie in years, and I didn't even realize. Like, uh, as far as I was concerned, the first movie I ever saw. Um, oh, he's in Pulp Fiction, Marcellus Wallace. Oh, okay. Oh, um, Mission uh, Impossible, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Yeah, Ving Rhames was in this movie, and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he was much he was very much svelte, svelte in yeah. uh, in this film. So yeah, it was fun. Um, I liked it a lot. Oh, and they you know Candyman. Is a great film that did you, uh, ever, did you ever see The Girl with All the Gifts? Yes, that's a good movie. Yes, and what I didn't know when we because we watched that on the Michelle Mission, I had never read. I didn't know that it was a book. Yeah, written by a comic book author. Right, and I didn't know, but but Vince, my partner, had read it, and he knew that the main character was actually white. Yes, in the book. And they changed it for the movie, mm-hmm. and that just makes the movie that just that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. That is this black girl, little girl, who basically is telling, telling the world, "This ain't your world no more." Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, that's a re- that's a really good movie. Yeah, man. and I went into it not knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. Someone was just like, I think I saw maybe a tweet about it. Someone was like, "Oh, you got to watch the girl with all the gifts," and I was like, "Okay," so I just. Tracked it down and watched it and had no idea that it was even a zombie film. Right. So um, that was a nice surprise for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's oh, okay, this is cool. Because um, it's a British film and it's starring... Um, oh, uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen The Girl with All the Gifts... Which chances are you haven't. Yeah. I'm uh, in the middle of the novel and um, I-, I love the movie. The movie's great. So, yeah, highly recommended. And so is uh, Horror Noir. I thought that that documentary is really good, and it's got a lot of important stuff that uh, I think a lot of us haven't seen. The uh, shame of it is, is that the, the documentary is on Shudder. No no disrespect to Shudder, mm-hmm. but you have to, to you know be a subscriber to Shudder. I think you get it. it if you have Amazon Prime as well. You might get it, or you might get it at a super discount. If yeah, you, you get, get a Amazon discount. Prime. You still got to pay for it. Yeah, still got to pay for it. And but, I, and you know, I understand they they got to do what they got to do, but that's a shame because I think it is something that people should just watch. Yeah, in yeah, general, it really was good. Well done. Cool. Anything else? No, I think that's about a. Oh. Sounds like a show. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's a comic shop in Maniunk, Pennsylvania. Come visit me. Yes, do. Uh, you can give us, oh, thank you to Max, started started throwing $5 into the Patreon bucket. If you go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo, you can help the show out, uh, specifically me. And um, <laughs> Oh, and um, hey, you can uh, follow my Instagram webcomic, The Batman Whiteboard. I'm taking a week off, but mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can mm-hmm. follow it. Um, it will be returning in April with more Batman and tomfoolery. And if you are a lady podcaster out there, you may want to get down with the Women's Podcast Festival that started in, in August 24th, 25th. Go to respectpodfest.com or womenspodfestival.com. Either way, get you there for all the, all the information. Word. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk at you later. Da-da-da.